Good morning, everybody. It's good to, to see everybody this wonderful Resurrection Sunday as we're here today and, and all over the, the United States, churches are empty, but praise God, so is the tomb. And that's the one thing we're here to celebrate is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. A couple of quick things to remind you of. Be sure you you listen to our podcast. They're available on many different platforms. Apple uh, Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. You can also find the link on our Facebook page. Our video will be uploaded to Facebook so you can watch it other times. If you're wanting something for the children, I urge you to go to our Facebook page. Find last night where Bree read the the night before Easter. uh, please, you can listen to those things. Wonderful story. Listen to it this morning. Thoroughly enjoyed it. So there's something for the kids on there. I hope you have a blessed and safe day today. As here in Alabama, as we're 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 facing the, the threat of storms, please say stay safe and be much in prayer for each other pray for the church pray for one another and let's go ahead and let's go to the lord in prayer and we'll be getting started this morning dear heavenly father lord as we come to you we thank you for the blessings of being in your house father as we come today to celebrate easter father this is an easter unlike we've had any time in our life lord and it's it's different for us uh, the church is 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 a little empty today heavenly father but lord we understand that that so is the tomb Father, I pray for those of our church family, dear Heavenly Father, I pray you you be with everyone, keep them safe, keep them healthy, dear Lord. Lord, I know we have many in our church family that are facing uncertain times with loss of jobs and things, Father, during this time. I pray, pray right now you bless the church, bless those that are standing in need. Thank you again for all that you do. Father, as we come to celebrate the resurrection, let us remember what this is all about. In the Lord's name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Gina?
Oh, you have to do this. <laughs> on Redeemer, it's two, I think. Look on the back, but I think it's two. One, I think, is demonstration. Should be original. Let this life live in. 
an awesome statement, my Redeemer lives. And that's what Easter's all about. You know, it's, it's amazing. It took a pandemic sometimes to get people's attention as to what's going on in the world. You think we, we've taken Easter and made it something that's not really is, and, and now it, people are starting to see the truth. Take your Bibles this morning, flip to, flip, to Philippians. <laughs> I'll spit it out in a minute. Chapter 2. I'm going to read verses 5 through 7, uh, five through seven here. And a uh, different way to start a, a Easter message. And it says, Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery, <coughs> excuse me, to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death on the cross. Wherefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name, that the name of Jesus every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things in the earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father." You know, if you was to take a pole and, and go out on the street and talk to people and ask them what their favorite holiday is, it's amazing. Most people would probably say Christmas and, and, and Thanksgiving, and those are great holidays. And, and I've even asked some, they say Fourth of July, but it's amazing how many nobody says Easter a lot of times. And Easter, without Easter, these other holidays wouldn't mean anything. And, you know, it's, it's never high on a lot of people's list. Today, a lot of people look at it and they think, well, it's a day for family. It's a day to go out and hunt Easter eggs and things such as that. But that's not what Easter's about. Easter's about a risen Savior. It's about, you know, the fact that Jesus Christ, who died on Friday and was placed in a tomb, rose again on Sunday morning. That's what Easter's all about. He's risen. As the song said, my, my Redeemer lives. That's what we celebrate. That's the most important thing. For without that, there's no hope. There's no joy. Could you imagine a, 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 a time when, when there was no hope? We, we kind of look at that today and people say, oh, I have no hope. Well, I have hope because my Savior lives. I have hope because there's an empty tomb. Let me share this story with you in Luke chapter 24, verse 7, now, uh, verse 1. I want you to think about something. On Good Friday, before I get started here, on Good Friday, here as Christ was on the cross and he's nailed to this cross, he's being humiliated and, and people are jeering at him and he's, he's been beaten, he's been tortured and, and he's, he is hurting real bad. Who was there but, some, but the women? Mary and Mary and another Mary and, and, and John, all there close to the foot of the cross, showing what love and comfort they could. All day Saturday being the Sabbath, nobody could do anything. But Sunday morning, these same women who were at the cross, these same women who watched, watched Joseph Arimathea and, and Nicodemus probably even help take Jesus down off the cross and, and bury him, 
realized that it wasn't done really right. Joseph and, and Nicodemus didn't have time to prepare the body. They showed what love they could. They, they put their life in danger, going to Pilate and said, Pilate, can we have the body of Jesus? And with just a, a, an hour or two left, they, they dressed the body the best they could. They wrapped it and they put it in a tomb. So on that morning, they, the ladies were coming back to finish the job. Listen to this, verse 1, Luke 24. Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came to, to the sepulcher, bringing spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. They found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher. They entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. As they were afraid, they bowed their faces to the earth, and they said unto him, them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but he is remem risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and crucified, and the third day rise again. Isn't it awesome? Jesus told them what was going to happen. And, and here they are that morning. They're mourning. They have no hope. And when they get there, could you imagine what was going on in their minds as they walked to this tomb? They were probably depressed. They were probably upset. Tears running down their face. They get there. The rocks rolled away. Remember, these same women were probably there when they sealed the tomb. When Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea finished their job and <coughs> placed Jesus in that tomb and rolled that stone into the tomb. And they were probably there and they get there and the tomb's empty. Just imagine what was going through their minds. Probably who stole my Lord's body but then to be said, told he's risen. He's not here. What an awesome thing. You think about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's the most essential thing there is in the world. It's essential to God's purpose in creation. It's essential to the plan of salvation. And, and basically, it's basically, it's the essential part of being a child of God. For without the resurrection, where would we be? You think about it. Paul said it, says it in Romans 10, verses 9 through 10. Think about this. He says it, that if thou will con shall confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord Jesus, excuse me, and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. He said, I like how he put it, he said, you've got to believe. He doesn't even say nothing about dying on the cross, does he? He says, you've got to believe that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. See, when you can do that, you understand why he was on the cross. And it's the most essential part listen when, when you're saying you can when he says confess here's what you're saying you're admitting that to god you're saying god i'm a sinner that and that, that, that i'm going to repent because i believe this romans 3 23 paul told us this he said one important he says for all have sinned and come short to the glory of god now, you think about some people say, well, I, I, I'm a good person. That does not matter because even good people sin. 
So everyone's come seeing. And so we're admitting. When we confess, we're admitting, God, I am a sinner. And here's what you believe. You believe that, that Jesus is God's son. And that he is the only way. And you accept God's gift of forgiveness of sin. You, you think about the cross was to pay the price for the sins. Jesus carried them for us. And you, you think, many people say, well, when I die, I hope that I'm good enough to get there. I hope my good outweighs my bad. But Jesus said, that don't happen. I paid the price. Paul says in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, he said, but God commended his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You know, that would have been enough. I paid your price. But he gave us more than that. He rose again. It, you know, it's simple in these words. If you think about in verse 9 of that, that, that chapter 10, verse 9, where, where Paul said, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You think about that. Think about, if you're a child of God, think about when you first realized that, and it sunk into your heart, and you realized you needed to be saved. Yeah, I wish I re would have wrote down the prayer I prayed, because I don't remember it to save my life. I, I wished I could, but, but it, it, and it's not the words you say, it's the, the heart condition you have. Believing that Christ paid for your sins. Believing that he rose again. So if we do what Paul says, it's as simple. It, it's like this. I, I wrote a, a simple prayer down and, it, it's, and you just say, dear God, I'm sorry for my sins. I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins. Please forgive me. I ask Jesus to come into my life and to be my Savior and Lord. And I thank you for loving me and saving me from my sins. In Jesus' name, amen. It's a simple prayer. And if you don't know the Lord, you don't understand what Easter is about. If you say that prayer and believe it and mean it when you say it, you can be saved. And Easter takes on a total different meaning. Today we stand in a house that's empty. But let me tell you, the tomb's empty too. You know, as for us, for me, the resurrection is what gives me hope. Because one, I know my sins are paid for and my future is secure. You know, on the cross, Jesus took our place with God's wrath poured out on him. And he gave his life for it. Listen to how Paul described it to the church of Colossians. He said, Colossians chapter 2, verse 13, 14. He said, and you, being dead in your sins and uncircumcised in your flesh, he hath quickened together with him and having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of the ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. You hear what that says? It says that Jesus loved you so much that he took all your sins, all your shortcomings, and he carried it to that cross. When they drove those nails into his wrist and into his feet, it wasn't to, to keep him on. Those things couldn't do that. 
We see the power of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, the, 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 the day, that Thursday when they came to arrest him. And they say, and he says, who are you looking for? And they say, Jesus. And he says, I am he. And all 500 of these men that arrived fell back to the ground, not once, but twice or more. And, and that shows that God was in control, that Jesus had the ability, if he wanted to, to step on the cross. But because of your sins, because of my sins, he carried them to the cross. He suffered anguish and he died on that cross because of us. But praise God, on that cross, he gave us freedom. Listen to this, Jesus' own words. In John eight thirty six. he said, If the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. You know what you're free to do today that a lot of people we don't grasp anymore? We're free to go to the Father whenever we want. We can carry our petitions to him. Before, if you was if you were an Israelite, you wanted to go to the Father, you had to basically go to the priest, carry an animal, have it sacrificed, and hope that you did everything right. Some churches tell you you got to go to a guy and tell him everything. But my Bible tells me this. Listen to this. It says in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 12 says, In whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. We can boldly go to our God. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may attain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. I have freedom that when I have a problem because of the resurrection, I can go to my Savior. Why? Because he is alive. I'm not going to a dead tomb. I'm not going to a little statue of a fat guy. I'm not going to a pile of bones. I'm going to a live Savior who has risen again, who hears me and loves me and talks to me and interacts with me. Amen? That's what's so awesome about it. I don't need a priest. I don't need a daily sacrifice. I've got my Jesus. I have hope. Listen to what he said in John chapter 14. I love these verses. Verses 1 through 3. He said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. You see, somebody who's dead couldn't do that. Somebody whose body was stolen by the disciples couldn't do that. But somebody who's alive can. Jesus can. And he says, I'm coming back. Resurrection morning. Easter morning reminds me that any time Jesus could step out on the clouds and come take me home. He's done prepared me a place. He says, I've gone to do it. You know, it's amazing how many people believe they, they might believe in God, but they have a hard time believing in Jesus. History shows us he was true. It shows us it happened. He's coming to, for me. And, you know, are you ready? Listen to this. I, I love these verses here too. Mark, Matthew 24, verses 42 through 44. It says, watch you therefore, for you know not, not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, if the good man of the house had known to watch the thief would come, he would have watched and he would not suffer the house to be broken up. Be also ready for in such hours you think not the son of man coming. We live in a time that that's the only thing we're waiting on. 
Wouldn't it be awesome? We start out Resurrection Sunday here serving and worshiping, and we end up finishing up in heaven. Amen. Wouldn't it be stepped out on the clouds today? What a glorious Easter this would be. You know, we're all, we're all worried. We're all looking at the future with unsure things. We say, well, look at what's happening to us. We've got this horrible virus going on that's got the world basically shut down. We're worried about our future. We're worried about paying the bills. What if Jesus said, okay, hey, don't worry about it. I've got it. Amen. I rose again and I'm going to prove to you how great I got it because I'm coming to get you. Well, that'd be awesome. Not have to worry about these things. You know, the early church didn't celebrate Christmas. Now, we, we started, they started that years and years later. But what they celebrated every year was the resurrection. You know, they, 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 they understood that the Passover lamb died for their sins. When John the Baptist saw him and said, behold, the lamb of God, what right words he spoke. Because Jesus was our sacrifice. He was what took care of us. He gave us the victory. And you know, if, if, if all he would have done was paid for the sins, that would have been enough. But when he rose again, he gave us hope. Because we know that through his blood, through the sacrifice, through the resurrection, death was defeated. Paul says it best in 1 Corinthians 15, 55, the 57, he says, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of the sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You realize that as a child of God, because Christ rose again, I don't have to fear death. No, I, you know, I, I can say I'm not in a big hurry to get there anytime soon, but I'm not worried about it because I know when I take my last breath here, my Bible promised me to be absent with the body is to be present with the Lord. I had that resurrection promise and I, I celebrate that. You know, that's why we celebrate a risen savior. Today is the day we're praising him. We're drawing we draw close to them. You know, people say, well, the church is empty. I couldn't go to church. That shouldn't be matter. You know, it's amazing. It took God shaking up the world to get people to realize what we were taking for granted. The, the ability to go to church on Easter. So many people are going to say, I wished I could go. I, I don't know what to do. Well, let me ask you a question. If Easter was the only time you were coming, how much do you really look forward to the resurrection of Jesus Christ? I celebrate because now he gives me life. I celebrate because he's my savior. I celebrate because I know what he's done in my life. You know, and I know that people think, well, I'm a good person. Let me, let me share this with you. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, he says, For we must all appear before the seed of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in this body according to what he has done, whether it be good or bad. You know, as a child of God, one day I will stand before my Savior. My question is for you, if you're a child of God, what are you going to do? He says, we're all going to do it. 
There's two, there's two judgments in the Bible. There's the great white throne judgment for those who don't know the Lord. And they'll stand before him and they'll say, but God, I was good. I gave, I went to eat church. I was gonna go, but the pandemic stopped it. Well, let me tell you something. If that's all you base your salvation on, you'll be at the great white throne of judgment. When your name's not found in the Lamb's book of life, it tells us that those were cast into the lake of fire. That's the second death. But those whose names are, we have eternal life. You see, the thing is, those that's in the lake of fire, it's eternal life too but it's separated from God. That's not living. Living is being with Jesus. Paul told the church at Corinth, he told them in, in 1 Corinthians 3, verses 13 through 16, every man's work shall be made manifest for that day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's works of what sort. If any man's works abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a ward. If any man's works shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved. Yet so as by fire. Paul told the church of Corinthians, Church, if you're a child of God, here's Steve's interpretation of it. What are you doing that Jesus might look upon you and say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Easter, we're, we're not able to worship together. We're not able to sing the cantata we have, which we're going to do at a later time. We're going to get together when this is all said and done. We're going to worship. But what are you doing right now? What are you doing every day? Are you praying? Are you living God's life? Are you, are you worthy of that resurrection morning? I look at my life so many times and say, God, I'm not worthy. Father, forgive me. I don't want to stand before my Lord with nothing in my hands. I want to say, Lord, I got this crown, but I give it to you. Resurrection morning is a time for me to look upon my life. As I look what Jesus did for me. As I look at how he stepped out of that tomb for me. It's a time for me to look. And say, God, am I worthy of what you've done for me? You know, maybe we just need to, to look at this. Is, is your life and your works for God, is the, your, your heart as empty as the tomb? Is as empty as many of the churches are today? Or is it full with the love of God? You say, I hope mine stays full. I'm like a bucket's got a hole in it. It's constantly being refilled. I find the filling in this and in worship of the Lord. I don't have a beautiful voice to sing, but I still praise my God. I'm not the smartest person in the world, but I read his love letter to me every day. I want to live for Christ because he died and rose again for me. Resurrection morning is a day to remind me of that. His love poured out for Steve. That's what it's all about. It's not about chocolate, 
It's not about eggs. It's about an empty tomb and a Savior who for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's Easter. In one sentence, God's love. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, as we come today, Father, I pray that these words might could touch a heart who don't know you. Father, I pray that you, 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 you tell us that your word does not go out void. So, Father, if there's somebody who's heard us or is going to listen to us, who doesn't know you, Lord, I pray that you, you instill upon their heart the need for you in their life. Father, if there's a child of God who's, who's worried because of the things going on, let them remember those words of comfort. That you've gone to prepare a place. You're coming back for us. You tell us not to worry. To cast our cares and burdens on you. Father, maybe today, this Resurrection Sunday, we need to be reminded of just what we need to do. Father, I pray for a revival. Start out and amongst your people. Lord, let them see You've shown us through this, this, this sickness and this time what we've missed. So, Father, I pray that you do something wonderful this week in someone's life. Thank you for rising again for us. Thank you for Easter morning when you appeared to Mary and you appeared to the others. And they said, he is risen. He is risen indeed. Lord's name I pray. Amen. Jean. Page 165 in the Baptist Hymnal.
wonderful week. Join us again Wednesday night as we do our podcast on our Bible studies. If you need anything, please feel free to drop us a message on Facebook or or you can call me at 256-453-7183 at any time. If we could be of a service or we pray for you about anything, I hope you have a blessed and wonderful Easter.